This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Hi guys, this is Ruben Langdon. You're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Show you can! Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Dextrous. So let's start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extra Select Start. I am your host, Xavier Josiah. Welcome back, folks. I am back from a bit of a hiatus. Uh, If you guys remember, I didn't have a show on Sunday because I was away. I had some things to take care of and some things to celebrate, which you will find out very soon because I have some big news. Unfortunately, I can't talk about right now, but trust me when I tell you this is going to be awesome. Uh, I... I, I really can't wait to talk about this. This is I this has been in the works for quite some time. I've been in talks with these people for quite some time. So in due time, you guys will find out. But we got a lot of news to talk about, a lot of games to cover this week on Select Start. But unfortunately, we got to start off with some unfortunate news here. Uh, we got to talk about this because it's very important that we talk about this. And it affects everybody who was a fan of this gentleman. Uh, who unfortunately lost his life. Uh, and we're talking about Atika. Uh, Desmond Amofa, Amofa if, I'm, if I'm saying that correctly, uh, a famous YouTuber that uh, unfortunately died at the age of 29. Many believe it may be suicidal uh, to that extent. There's still an investigation going on, but here's the notes that I have. Uh, NYPD reported that Desmond was missing on June 20th. Uh, the reports have said that it was that it has been suicide that led to his untimely death. That is still sus- a suspected situation, but it all points of are kind of leading to that. Unfortunately, the website Kotaku uh, has reported that a final YouTube video was taken down as it was him saying goodbye to his fans. So there's a little bit, somewhat of a lead back. Uh, it was said that. Atika has had many of fans concerned about him based on past YouTube videos he made. Unfortunately, NYPD found his body in the river of New York City on June 24th. Investigations is ongoing as medical examiners will determine the cause of death. If any of you people... Anybody listening here, anybody from our ACMG Facebook group, we already had this conversation on the ACMG Facebook group. I put up a post on there with the article talking about it from uh, IGN. But this is a serious situation. It's an ongoing situation. And we need to stop talking about or saying, I can't believe this happened. Whenever somebody this happens to somebody that is famous or somebody is well-known or even friends or family, I can't believe this happened. You know what? We need to get that out of our minds. We need to condition ourselves to stop saying that. I hear it all the time. I hear I see it posted. I read it all the time. This is unexpected. No, this happens quite often. We need to address this. We need to not dismiss this by saying, 
I can't believe this happened, knowing this has happened many times before. I've been known to do that. Other people consistently known to do that. We need to stop doing it. We need to be real about what's going on out here in this world, in this country, in our society. Everything that's going on, we need to address it. We need to stop trolling people. We need to stop, you know, putting people in a depressing situation. We need to start supporting people. We need a bigger support group, a more positive support group out here to save people from getting into dark, dark situations in their head and this happening. This, I I'm, I hear it all the time. I've been working with ACMG for six years. Not just a person as like an admin in a Facebook group that is just handling, you know, and enjoying everything and monitoring everything. I've gotten many, many, many people DM me about what's going on in their world. And sometimes the fact that they have to actually, they got to leave social media not just facebook i mean facebook has is a big proponent of what i now call facebook bitter or facebook bitterness because their ideology facebook ideology is kind of different from instagram or twitter twitter is bitter twitter is just also vicious as well so they, i actually say they're a little bit more they sat they're a little bit more savage than the rest but Facebook, there is a certain ideology in Facebook that happens, and there's, it's what I call Facebook bitter. When people are Facebook bitter, it's because they are something in their life is not going right, and they see other people, you know, that they may know or other people that are doing really well, and they may frown upon it, they may hate on it, they may ghost them, they may ghost follow them, but and they tend to not follow them. This has happened to me. It still happens to me from time to time. This happens to a lot of people. At least until they get to a certain status. That's usually the case. But this Facebook bitterness needs to stop because you never know that how well, how it's affecting you, how it's affecting other people. And don't think because you're affecting other people in a certain way, like you're trolling them or you're, you know, or you're hating on them, whatever, that it doesn't affect you. When people hate or troll, there is something going on in their head when that happens. We need to not disown them completely unless they're being totally irrational or savage or whatever. We need to try to find the center of what's going on with people like this or even people who are who doesn't come off like that. And you think everything is going well. You got to try to learn the signs of how people are reacting online or offline at all times and try to help them as much as possible. There's always a a deeper situation to somebody. You have to. And if you know anybody, if you know, if you know someone that is suffering from feelings of depression, suicidal tendencies, or whatnot, and they don't have a trusted family or friend to rely on, please call the National Suicide Prevention Helpline at 1-800-273-8255. I'm going to say that again. This is the National Suicide Prevention Helpline at 1-800-273-8255. This is a real deal. And if we want to keep a community and keep the culture growing positively, we got to keep this going. We can't dismiss Atika. We need to remember not only what he's done and how he's affected everybody on online, but some of these people, celebrities especially, like you think they're high and mighty. No, they're human. They're regular people. They're just like us. 
and they have feelings too so i mean it's like we cramp on you know people a lot but we gotta also you gotta you gotta give them some leeway you know you gotta give people leeway you never know what's going on in their world and yeah your world may be shit it may suck sometime but so do they just they just have a little bit more going on with them than much but they work just as hard too they go through a lot of hell too there needs to be a lot more appreciation for what people do um you know to some extent you know uh, it's just you know with everything going on in this world and we don't know what 2020 is going to be 2020 is the is the year of possibility the year of possible change you know especially with the democratic convention uh um you know debates going on or everything last night it's it's we're leading into a year of possible change could it change for the better for us i don't know it won't happen unless we all work together to do it it all happens if we all look out for each other and part of looking out for each other is knowing when somebody is in a bad situation be there for them be the hero that they need you know, I talked about protect and save. This is a part of that, too. So, please, let's be a better community. Let's be a better culture. That's all I'm saying about that. Let's move on to some lighter news here. Let's talk some video games here. Because uh, this is Select Start, of course. And rest in peace to Atika. And thoughts and prayers to the fa- uh, friends and family of all uh, on that note. So, I got a really cool wrestling game that just came out today on the Nintendo Switch, people. It came out today. It it actually at least I didn't know if I was going to be able to play it before the show, but I did. So I actually got a chance to check this out. It's a reasonably priced game. I think it's like $15.99. I'm $14.99 on uh, Nintendo's eShop. I'm not sure, but it may be exclusive to the eShop to Nintendo on this. It's called Chi Chi Boxy Pro Wrestling. This is a 3D throwback of classic 8-bit games like muscle wrestling or even... Now, I would say more like muscle wrestling because it's a little bit like exaggerated, over-the-top type, you know, wrestling. And this game is awesome it's i can't explain it anymore how great and fun this game is but it is absolutely awesome it's an online it has online and offline capabilities there are various modes including grand slam which is a single player you know mode full of tournaments from beginning for beginners to hard you know goes up there i haven't really got my hands deep in it but what i've played so far i automatically enjoy to give you a great tutorial very user-friendly easy controls to play uh pretty much the a button you use for almost grappling and everything is pretty cool but they also have like power buttons as well like if you hold down and charge the button up you could do power moves which opens up this chi type of effect it's awesome it really it does look like your old school 8-bit wrestling game from back in the day it I, I do believe they're mimicking and taking shades from muscle wrestling or in japan it's called kinikuman wrestling and i am digging it so far the controls are fluid i love what i'm seeing so far there's a lot of unlockables that not dlc but actual unlockables that you could do like that's old school before there was you know downloadable content that you had to pay for you had to fight through modes to unlock different characters and this is like they're going back with that too so you have that going on there um there's it i love the look i love the look it's 3d minecraft you know style but it is just to mimic and you know it's a get a little bit of a throwback of those nintendo days in there 
You also had 3D Minecraft style stages with, you know, wrestling rings. Uh, so far, there's four in there. There's like a winter version. I, so this part right here really tells me that they're taking, uh, you know, they're taking effects of the muscle wrestling. Because if you guys remember, if you ever played the old school muscle wrestling, a Kinikuman game from back in the day in the NES, they had different stages and one of them was like an ice stage where it was like slippery and stuff like that you had a fire stage it was electric uh, like an electricity stage so they are taking shades of this but unlike the kaneko man game there's a creative suite so they kind of updated and modernized this and i love this is that they modernized this game to give it like the same you know fundamentals of the modern day wrestling games so as simplistic as this game is, you have a creative suite which you can create your own character and have your own and customize your own move sets. Very similar to what you would do in, you know, WWE 2K games or whatnot. So this game to me is a major win already. I haven't gone deep into it, but I love what they done with this. If I, I haven't I, I don't want to give it a grade yet, but this is in at least to getting an A from me. I will give it a full grade next week on this as I go thoroughly into the game. But I have I'm very impressed with this. If you want to check it out, go on the eShop right now. It's 14, I believe it's $14.99. It was $14.99, but it won't sell if you pre-purchase the game before it releases. So I don't know how much it costs now. It may have gone up, but I think it's worth a try if you're a wrestling fan. And I'm sorry. WWE 2K is playable, but it's not all that enjoyable because the frame rate is so slow and lagging. Uh, and it, unfortunately, they just dropped the ball with it. It's one of the first Switch games to really drop the ball. I'm, it's still playable. It, it looks better than it did when it first started, but they they even like stopped the online play of it. They just cut it dry. Like they're, they're no no longer working on the game because they they realized they failed. Blind Squirrel failed them. This game looks like a complete winner, and it looks the crazy part about it is that they did way less, and you're gonna get a way better experience from this. So go ahead and check out Chi Chi Boxing Pro Wrestling out today on the Nintendo Switch. I'm not, and again, I'm not sure if it's out on any other one. And I checked online to see if it was out on it. It looks like it may possibly be exclusive to the Nintendo Switch. If that's it, that's a win for them. But you know. That's awesome. So go out of your way to check it out if you're a Nintendo Switch fan. I'll find out later if it's on the other ones, but it looks like it's just completely for that. I went to their website, I believe, and it said Nintendo Switch. So moving on. Bandai Namco this week announced a barn burner of an announcement of a new game that's coming out, and that is One Punch Man. Yes, the One Punch Man, the Saitoma. Uh, Saitome, actually will be coming out with its own game called One Punch Man, A Hero Nobody Knows, coming to the PlayStation 4, Xbox, and PC. No, no mention of uh, or Nintendo Switch as of yet. Normally, a lot of times these games come out later on. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see it. Um, I'm actually glad that he's getting his own game and not being associated with Jump Force because Jump Force sucks high hell. I, the more I, I have not played that game since, and I've even downloaded the new um, DLC. I'm not, in, I'm not into this game. I haven't been able to play a new game, and they don't have new game plus on there still. So I'm opted out to play because there's no point in playing the game anymore if you can't replay the stories in the game. Just no point. So 
And I know they got new stories for the new characters, but once that's done, it's done. It's like, what's the point? I wasted a hundred bucks on that game. So, but this looks kind of promising. It looks like they're taking shades of Ultimate Ninja Storm and what is it? My Hero Academia One Justice, which was not it was not a bad game. I think it just wasn't depth. It didn't have the depth of continuity that people wanted that they got from games like uh you know ultimate ninja storm and jojo's bizarre adventure and whatnot so i think you know people were a little bit upset about my hero academia but otherwise it really was it was a really fun arcade type of game and i think that's where the new generation are kind of spoiled because you know there's deep console games and there's also arcade type games which is just like really fun games to play it's a beautiful looking game but I like it. I like My Hero Academia. It's not the best Bandai Namco game I've ever played by far, but definitely there's no better game right now than Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm or Dragon Ball Xenoverse, right? Or Dragon Ball Fighters to that extent. Those are like the three top anime based games that Bandai Namco has made. And I don't, and Jojo, I give a shout out to Jojo's Bizarre Adventure as well. That game is awesome as well on air, but they, yeah, they haven't really come back. I'm hoping that one punch man and hero nobody knows is going to be great it looks beautiful uh looks like the same uh cell shaded type of look that you've seen from my hero academia and, and naruto as well so i'm looking forward to checking that out um right now we had a poll in our acmg group that voted uh whether they are hyped for the game or whether they're skeptical about it yet at the time 64% said holy hell yes to the announcement and 36% said not sure yet but I do believe I got new I believe I have some new we got some new uh intel with that so give me one second let me go in here and see what the new poll is recently for that where is it at where is it at where is it at okay here it is so the latest actual poll now is 58 percent holy hell yes to 42 percent of i'm not sure yet so i you know what i don't blame anybody for being skeptical because there was that point where bandai namco was on a roll doing you know some fantastic anime based games and lately especially with jump force and a few others they haven't been up in the game i feel like they're budgeting their game the game experience like, there's some things that, like, they could have done, not just from the anime-based games, but other games, like Soul Calibur. I think Soul Calibur, they dropped a the ball on that. It, they're still sticking with the same archaic situation, and I'll talk about that, too, with uh, another fighting game that just came out, too. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm really not happy with everything that they've come out with lately, because I think they're, I feel like that they're budgeting the amount of continuity that they're putting in this game and, and still trying to charge us the a, a price and i'm really i don't know if this is grown man me talking right now but i'm really really have issues about games that i buy and is it worth the 60 dollars that i put into it and i had this conversation with a lot of things and this is one of them but i am again i am interested in seeing what this has to offer it's going to be like single player and three versus three or three v three battles in this so I'm very interested to see what this is going to look like. It looks very, it visually it looks epic. Visually it looks just like what you expect from One Punch Man. So I'm hoping that it really plays out well in this. So we'll play it. Before I even bring up the other issue with the uh, with certain games, 
I'm scrolling through the ACMG Facebook group and um, shout out to Samara, uh, the Jesus Carter, who posted one of the funniest commercials I've seen involving games, period. Tom Holland and Hannibal Barris is doing a Final Fantasy XIV commercial and it shows Hannibal, uh, Tom Hannibal wanting to play Final Fantasy IV with uh, Tom. And as you know, both of them are on Spider-Man uh, Homecoming. I don't know if Hannibal is in Spider-Man Far From Home, but it looks like that might be the case. But he plays the coach on there. But they're playing. They're, they're, he wants to play Final Fantasy XIV, but Tom is getting so deep and serious and extra with it. Like, he's training just to play this video game. It's hilarious. I, I love what they did with this. It was unexpected. If you haven't seen it, go out of your way. You know, Google Tom Holland and Hannibal Barris Final Fantasy fourteen. It's an awesome commercial. It's fantastic. I love it. It's so entertaining. But I digress. Let's talk about the situation here involving games that I feel like it has to be your money's worth. And I'm bringing this up because I brought up uh, Soul Calibur, but I'm also now going to bring up Samurai Showdown. A game that I was really looking forward to getting and actually playing, but after doing some a little bit of research on this, now take note. I've heard really good things about the game as far as play mechanics, gameplay, whatnot. Visuals, of course, looks phenomenal. But the one thing I was scared of going into this and going out to it is out for the PlayStation 4 and Xbox right now. It's going it's going to come out for the Nintendo Switch later on this year, which means nine chances out of ten, they're going to be working with a third party, you know, developer to try to simulate this experience onto the game. Uh, we'll see how that works for us, because right now there's complaints about some people who are able to do it fluidly and other people who are not able to do it as good. And We'll talk about that with the game of, you know, mentioned in our final stage, epi- uh, you know, segment coming up. But that is one of the things that I was afraid of. Lo and behold, it is true because SNK also budgeting as well and want to get you the same amount of money that you want, that you, that they expect. They, they kind of dropped the ball on this one, too, in my opinion. So I'm looking, I'm researching this thing. You know, looking at video clips and stuff like that, story modes and everything. But story modes is a big deal to me because here you have games like from NetherRealm and Capcom, and say what you will about. I mean, you know, they got Final. Uh, I'm sorry, Street Fighter Five, which had a phenomenal story mode about like I think it was like two hours or three hours worth of story mode in there. Plus, you had all these other modes in here. And then say what you will about Marvel versus Capcom Infinite. Damn it, that game had a story mode. Which is saying a lot more for other games that like SNK King of Fighters 15, which eh, to me was it was like I, I like the word archaic. I've been hearing um, archaic is a great word, outdated. Also, um, it is very much archaic when you just have your you just have an arcade mode with story with illustrated story endings and maybe a voice actor or two of what you know portraying the voice but then you have capcom who are coming out with these really cool story modes with you know some star-studded actors portraying the, the you know the roles and everything and then you have like bandai namco came out with tekken 7 and they had i think that was the last big 
fighting game that they really put emphasis on. Like, that game, they did a lot. And not only that, all three of the games that I mentioned, including Mortal Kombat 11, 10, and Justice 2, all of these games are modern fighting games with great Hollywood production experiences that they give you. Added to that, they also have outside of the story mode, the deep uh, story mode, going into the getting engulfed in the the universe more, you have arcade modes that also have endings as well. So you got all of that. And they ask for 60 bucks plus an additional fee for a season pass. So you get games like Soul Calibur, which only has, which has a story mode, but it's like, Come on, y'all didn't put off enough money to do to do like a full motion CGI or you know type of cutscene type of thing for that, and you want sixty bucks for this? Nah, not everything is worth sixty bucks. And I know people get butt hurt about this, especially if the complaints of why people are buying it or whatever like that, and they want to defend the right to buy that they brought it. But in reality, it is what it is. It's the value of the game doesn't match the value of the price, and. Some people are going to feel hurt. I felt hurt the times when I had it, too. I mean, it's the reality is we have to face facts. We might have paid too much for a game that's not worth that much. I think, in my opinion, after seeing the options that Samurai Showdown had and the fact that the story mode is nothing more than a everyday run-of-the-mill classic, outdated, archaic style story mode that has individual endings, with it, which is just nothing more than illustrations, not disowning the illustrator or whatnot but in this day and age we're getting more for that uh, for that buck snk bandai namco especially bandai namco because they already did it with tekken 7 but they wouldn't do it for any y'all need to step it up you guys need snk especially because they did this before with king of fighters 15 and i was a little bit i was a little bit pissed off about that i thought that we should have had like it's funny because they came out with a series a youtube series for king of fighters that series or the people behind that series should have worked on that game and gave us a better experience there and take note i love the king of fighters youtube series that came out before it's awesome but i do believe it absolutely they should have they dropped the ball on that and as much as i but and i've been told that it, it's a great game it's a great it's playable it's great it looks great all that i'm not paying 60 bucks for that game there's no way in hell i'm gonna pay 60 bucks for a game that's not giving me as much as you know of an experience as injustice or injustice 2 or mortal kombat 10 11 9 um street fighter 5 tekken 7 you know all that if i'm not getting that experience hey hell naruto dragon ball xenoverse oh if i'm not getting that type of experience I'm not, no, I'm not budging. I'm waiting till that thing hits the the sale bin because it's not worth the amount. That's why I didn't get the uh, all-female SNK game because they're still charging a lot for that. And what are you getting out of that? You're, it's, I don't want a game that I'm just going to play once, once and play it all through and then stop playing it. When Mortal Kombat 11 came out, I enjoyed that so much. The story mode, everything, regardless of the little bit of online issues that NetherRealm has, you can still play the game offline and with no troubles. I still enjoy this game to this day. I still play Mortal Kombat 
even after. It's only been a few weeks and I'm still playing. It's like one of my most played games. And normally my most played game is like WWE 2K19 because the uh, the creator suite. I'm playing the hell out of that game like I've never played before. Even up to the point that I even got the Godfire uh, skin. That's saying a lot. They've given me so much. I got the story mode and I have arcade mode, which has its own endings. All for 60 bucks. And that's just for the 60 bucks. It's not even including the other, like, I paid 100 for these, you know, for the extra characters that'll be coming out. But even if I didn't, I still get all that for 60 bucks. It's time we gamers not just say that we're collectors of games, but we need to be collectors of good games and we need to we need to understand our value and our worth as not just gamers, but as consumers. And I believe that's where people drop the ball. They try to justify it by saying, I'm a collector, I'm a gamer. You know, I'm a real game. No, you're not. There's there's gamers and there's smart gamers. And I'm not buying a game just for the sake of a game anymore. I'm not trying to be pretentious and think that, oh, I I get every game I ask for. No. I game smart and I you know in order for us to have really good games we need to let people know what game is good and that's also not supporting a game that just gives us something and settle for it I'm not a settling person I never settle I never settle you know I fight for what I for my worth and all costs and when it comes to games that's also so if I see a game that's not gonna have everything that I desire I'm not jumping on it and I'll jump on SNK when it goes down the price because I think it's not worth 60 bucks at this time. So there you go with that. So I tell you what game is worth all the money that they're asking for. That is Cadence of Hyrule. I, I, you know, I, I was really taken back by this game. I was really, really taken back by this game. Um, I didn't think I was going to enjoy this game at all. I didn't know what to expect. I, I didn't play, um, uh, what was it? Kate, um, Crypt uh, of the Necro Dancer. I never played the, the original game of that. And I got to tell you, this game was very interesting. Brace yourself, games and Nintendo has worked together to create a fantastic game with popular and legendary game characters. Kate is a Hyrule basically is your crossover game where The Legend of Zelda meets indie game fame Crypt of Necro Dancer. So. The story of this, if I could be as brief as possible for my notes here, uh, the story of this has Cadence somehow falling into the world of Hyrule and finds herself trying to get back home. It's up to her, it's up to the three of them, the three being Cadence, Zelda, and Link, to find a way back while stopping a great new threat, and of course Ganon from uh, taking over Hyrule. This game threw me off so much because it's not your normal Zelda game. If you played any of those other games, uh, like, um, you know, Dance of the Necro Dancer, uh, Crypt of the Necro Dancer, it's a rhythm, it's a rhythm based game. And I wasn't know what I was, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. And I was pleasantly surprised at first. I wasn't totally feeling it. But as I continued to go on, I began to really enjoy this game a lot more as I went along, especially when I started getting weapons and being able to upgrade the weapons and in very traditional Legend of Zelda fashion. Uh, it really began to feel like the best of both worlds, and I see where they were getting at. It's extremely well balanced. The music in this game may be one of the best Zelda tracks in the history of Zelda games, and I'm not exaggerating. It's basing itself, it's, it's like a rock 
up ver- upbeat version of some of the Zelda tunes that we're used to. It's absolutely awesome here. Uh, now the game wants you to work with a rhythm, with the rhythm of the music here, um, to move around and attack enemies and bosses. However, if you're not digging that type of that play, you can also opt out of playing that option to move somewhat freely in the game. Somewhat, not totally. You still got to move from square to square, but you got to time yourself properly to when these guys come at you. It's almost like the same geometry-like type of formula as as pool. (laughs) Somebody playing pool, sort of speak. It's really awesome. It's really awesome to play. It's really cool. If you go too fast, you really wind up losing more. I mean, like, there are times when I try to rush it, and I wasn't moving properly in the places I have to. So you got to be a little bit patient going through this game. Uh, You can choose to play as Link, Zelda, and Cadence to go in the journey uh, to get Cadence back home and restore order in Hyrule. By the end of the game, I felt it was extremely enjoyable. I couldn't, I really, I came into this game skeptical and I came out of this game like, why did I, why was I skeptical? This is a freaking Zelda game. Nintendo wouldn't put their hands on anything unless they knew it was gonna be a winner. And here it is. And I was pleasantly surprised by this. Um, Although this may not be, this may, although this may be one of the shortest Zelda games or Zelda adventures um, I've ever played, the pacing of the game gave me enough to be satisfied with the overall experience. It was short, but just right. I think, honestly, any longer that this game would have dra- uh, came uh, played, I think it would have dragged. I think it was just perfectly well paced and, and balanced. So overall, this game that I was totally unaware of. I had never played Crypto the Necro Dance, and I almost really find myself wanting to play that original game now after playing this. I was, I'm was i a total fan of this now. Uh, this game is has a lot to satisfy Zelda fans and new fans who are not privy to, this seri- to the series of uh, Crypto the Necro Dancer and its play style and gameplay as well. So honestly... I didn't know what to come out of this, but after this, I I had a really great experience with this. So this game gets an A, and I wouldn't be surprised if down the line this game gets some awards or nominations uh, during the end of the year. So I'm I'm very much looking forward to seeing how this game is going to be in the eyes of you know the voting gods in the game awards and other you know high other medias as well so go out to you know if you haven't checked this out go out of your way check it out kate is a high roll it's available now absolutely awesome you know what else is awesome too you heard his you heard him at the beginning of the show ruben langdon the voice of dante from devil may cry been on the show three times love the guy and lo and behold you know they brought back they brought back unimusha which was awesome I'm, again, I'm praying that part two and part three will be coming back as well. But now they're, it's beginning to be more convincing as they released Devil May Cry onto the Nintendo Switch, the original port. And it's been quite a while since I actually had a chance to play that game. But it, and truth be told, it truly has aged over the years, especially if you played uh, Devil May Cry 5 recently, which was absolutely fantastic. I really enjoyed it. I absolutely enjoyed that game, and it was great to play this game. While the game looks archaic and, and outdated in graphics, it still shines in gameplay. It really does. Um, it's still action-packed. 
Uh, I really still enjoy it. It's I didn't remember it being this hard, but with me playing so many sequels to you know DMC, I forgot about the limitations of the first this first game had. So those of you actually remember, you know, the original Devil May Cry was not totally 3D. There were some 2D stages that was made to look like it was 3D, much like Unimusha, but then they did have some 3D stages. And I believe, if I'm correct, this was this came out before Unimusha 3. And this led to Unimusha 3 becoming all 3D base at the time. So this was I believe this may have been a predecessor. I didn't look back. I gotta check my uh check and research that. But I believe this came out slightly before Unimusha 3 came out and it, that game became all 3D and then it led to Devil May Cry, the other Devil May Cry's becoming more updated and advanced in, in, in stages and everything. And it was still, regardless, the smoke and mirrors and, and all, it's still a great game. I just, I also didn't realize how really challenging it is, too. I mean, there's some things that I just really forgot to go through uh, in this game, which is incredible. So I am, I am kind of struggling with this game to some extent right now. I just need to, you know, I just get need to get my feet wet again. This is, again, this is not a remaster. This is a direct port optimized in the 16 by uh, 9 ratio uh, to fit the Switch screen. But everything else is exactly the same. Uh, if you played the original DMC and wanted to know exactly how it all started, or if, I'm sorry, if you actually haven't played the original uh, DMC and ha- I wanted to know how it all started, I would say this is worth it. Go, re- uh, you know, check it out. If you want to relive like I do, want to relive the everything from the beginning and you want to take it on a go, this is for you. It's available now for $19.99. It's on the eShop uh, as well. Folks, that will do it for this portion. We got our final stage. In our final stage, we're going to review Bloodstain, Ritual of the Night that just hit the switch to much mixed reaction. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to do that right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go! Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time Live.com. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! Folks, we are back with our final stage review, and it is our take on Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, which hit on the Nintendo Switch a week later than the PlayStation 4 and Xbox. For what reasons unknown, but upon looking into this, there's some contrasting things from some definitely contrasting things from the PlayStation 4 and Xbox versions, mostly the visuals. That is under deep discussion and which leads to mixed reviews upon gamers and reviewers everywhere that are talking about this game. Now, for me, 
the overall game experience that I'm having right now, it's okay so far. Uh, there was a, there is only a few Castlevania Metroid style games that I really get into because I'm not really into that type of game because they're, they're really deep in gameplay and I sometimes it can be frustrating for me so I tend not to get into games. Some games are very enjoyable. I'll name a few as we go along. But uh, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night is a game produced by former Castlevania producer Koji uh, Igara- Igarashi. It's Igarashi to Americans, but in pronunciation, it's Igarashi. Uh, and is a game that's kind of that really celebrates the essence of Castlevania, while making it, you know, making its uh, own mark per se. It's been out quite a bit. Uh, if you played the the other Bloodstained games, I played the eight bit version uh, that they have on here. So this is a supposed to be a much updated, visually updated modern version. Now, I just say visually updated because visually is now in 3d with 2d side scrolling but i believe it's kind of just stops there because everything else is exactly like the original 8-bit game as far as gameplay is concerned uh you know in that sense it's literally just a visually updated 8-bit experience in my opinion uh it is it, it is also a collaboration of developers art play Inti creates way forward technology, uh, Monobit and Disc uh, Deco Co. Limited. Uh, the main protagonist in this one, in this version of Bloodstain, is Miriam, who is a woman who's subjected to alchemist experiments, which led to her being able to utilize demonic power crystals, uh, shards, giving her the ability to control demons, monsters, and other types of powers uh, along her journey. Uh, much like the classic. Castlevania, me, uh, Miriam's mission is to destroy demons and, that roam around the earth and destruction of man due to the acquaintance, the former acquaintance, uh, named, I believe is Gebel in this game, who seek to, uh, the use of a book known as the Liber Legayath. And he ends up pretty much turning on the people that he, he once loved. For, for whatever reason, I'm not going to spoil it. Uh, Miriam is helped by other colleagues affected by the demon invasion uh, and helps Miriam become powerful enough to stop uh, Gibble or Gibble and his plans. As you would expect from this style of game, the game is deep, full of RPG elements, which is awesome, and character customizations, which is new. Something that you don't get to see much on a Castlevania-style game or any type of Metroid game like that. There's always, you know, weapon upgrades and such like that, but there's never a time where you can customize the actual character's look, you know, and feel. So, I mean, like, I mean, it, the customizations is really... It's not deep, but it's deep enough. You could change hairstyles, hats, accessories, uh, skin color, if you will, uh, and but you can't change the... You could change, like, you could put a helmet on her head, a hat on her head, glasses, uh, elf ears, or whatever, the customizer. You can change the skin color, but you, for some reason, can't change the actual dress that she's wearing. You could change the color of the dress, but you can't change anything else other than that, or the armor, if you will, that's what they want to call it. So, you had that. You also had the ability to upgrade the weapons and gear along the way. So, you, I mean, that's always cool. I always like it. And, and the way I love it, when I play these type of games, like if you have actual weapons, don't just say in an 8-bit, it was the 8-bit era was very limited. So when they say that they got weapon upgrades, 
it just said that you had weapon upgrades, but you could never see the weapon upgrades. Not until later on in the 80s and, you know, much in the 90s where, you know, 16-bit came out, so you were able to do more with it. And, uh, like, when you said that you had an actual new weapon, you saw that it actually has a new weapon. So they, they, you were at a stage where we could do this now. So you got upgraded weapons. You now see them with the upgraded weapons, which is now standard. Believe it or not, there are games that still apply by that old school outdated rule so that's a bummer but in this case that's, this is not you also have side missions that will help you level up even more if you accept them and i highly recommend you accept them because y- you want to be as powerful as possible going through this game one of my fa- one of my only negatives to this game is actually so far is not the visuals like most people are but we're going to talk about the visuals because it needs to be talked about and i think that complaint is warranted and, and it has merit um my complaint is not the visuals as much as it is the gameplay. I mean, not even the gameplay, just the action of the gameplay. So I'm to assume that she is equipped and trained to handle all weapons that she gets. The whip, the mace, the katana blade, the swords, all that. But she only does one stroke attack. And... At this day and age, even though it is an updated, modern, visually looking game, I would assume that they would have upgraded it, the visual, the logic of the game, that if she's holding a weapon, that she should be able to do multiple strikes, uh, strike attacks, other than one strike attack. That to me is, that's so outdated in this day and age. I believe we should be able to have more of a situation. I know... One of my favorite games that I, you know, like this, of this style that I like is Strider. The recent, the last Strider game that ever came out. Because they have updated that game. So Strider Hiryu can now do multiple strikes with his, you know, normal saber that he uses. And I love the concept that he's evolved. I love seeing games that has, that still has the fundamentals of the action that you're used to. But also should have absolutely should have a more modern feel so even though this is kind of based on a 8-bit retro type of classic feel this should be some extra elements too still like multiple attack strikes should be in, in, implemented in this game i just hate the fact that i'm running around with these like characters and i did cells is another one too but i think I don't remember. It's been a while since I played Dead Cells, but Dead Cells for some I don't know. I don't remember. I do believe they do multiple strikes in Dead Cells, it's d- depending on which weapon that you use. Some weapons like are too heavy that you use in that game, so they do one strike, and it, that one strike is like heavy enough to destroy you. But there's other ones I think may have that. I'm, I gotta go back on that game. But seeing this and seeing it's supposed to be Castlevania, but it's like still running on an 8-bit logic in, in, in philosophy, it bothered me. It bothered me that this game is doing that. And that was one of my biggest pet peeves, but we do got to talk about the visuals. Now, I was okay with the visuals to an extent. I was okay. In fact, I don't mind the visuals as I, I expected this to be a downgraded version from the PlayStation 4 and Xbox just because of how big this game is you know, possibly was in capa- memory capacity. And it it does look good, but it's just a little bit 
diluted in 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 color and in in, resol- in certain resolutions and everything. But that was until I realized that the game, the memory capacity of the game is only like 5.9 gigs big. That that's when I was like, okay, no, that's that's okay. Everybody who's complaining about the visuals is fully warranted at this case. Now, because of this, I can't blame gamers to complain. I can't. If the X, if the PlayStation 4 and Xbox version, which I did not play, is in fact the same memory size, then what I see in this game is inexcusable. I didn't even check, and I really should check to see how big that game is. And if it's the same size, this is really inexcusable. Even if it's not, the Nintendo Switch can more than handle the visual impact that this game has is not so far off from other games that I play. Hell, I just recently played God Eater, the, the God Eater 3 demo. That game on the Nintendo Switch looks exactly like what Bloodstain looks like on the other on the other games. Astro Chain, we saw gameplay, you know, um, footage of this. It looks phenomenal. Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, which is coming out very soon looks phenomenal there is no excuse as to why this game looks as diluted as it does now granted again it doesn't look as bad as people are saying it but in comparison to not only the xbox and the playstation 4 version or the version that we or, or god eater 3 or you know astro chain which has very similar visuals in color and lighting and, and lighting effects and everything this is no I, I can't i can't blame anybody on this one for you know making a, a big stink about this you know with that said the visuals of the game is it's playable the frame rate has been said to be looked downgraded a bit maybe to 30 frames per second instead of 60 frames like the other ones i've seen the footage of the other game so i get it so there is somewhat to kind of really make us think about as to why this didn't happen. And I want to go out of the way to ask Matt Poppadis, but I got a feeling he's not handling this part of this. I know he's promoted, but I don't think he's handling this at this time. So I don't know what's going into this or what's not to see if I get an answer from him because, you know, he works for NT Creates. But NT Creates is, I don't know what part NT Creates has in this game it per se or whether you know which part had to do with the you know translation of this i don't know i i it doesn't hurt to find out so um the frame rate you know it is what it is but what that said it's still a very playable game um i'm still enjoying it as much as i can enjoy it possibly you know just based on the genre itself um i gotta admit i did get one crash i got one crash out of this game and that was it but i started playing it again i haven't had a crash since i don't know what led to that crash but i'm pretty sure they got notice of that so we'll see what's going on with that and see what happens i i do agree i think for nintendo switch fans i hope that we do get a update that will help this game visually because it kind of is kind of a crime that it is look like this and people are paying the same amount for this game but not getting the same visual experience so i can't i really can't blame people this time for for complaining is you know i was gonna say at first like if you want the visual aspect go get the place and i still say that to some extent if you want the actual visual aspect go out of your way and get the playstation 4 version get the xbox version 
if you want to own a go version that don't really care about the visuals you can come and get this one i would say get both if you like it that much go get both if you will but yeah i mean that that's just one of my things um i i gotta add that to the negative of this game you know the reason and again the and as well as the um the action you know the one strike attack i i really think that that bothers me for some reason and probably the reason for that is that you know when we saw 8-bit games like castlevania metroids ninja Gaiden back in the day you know all those type of you know side scrolling games that had one stroke strike attacks it was because of it, they were limited to the amount of pixel movements and and, and memory space that they could have to do that we are far removed from those paleolithic days of gaming now people we should be able to get a little bit more you know concept and logic and action and continuity in these games like there's no reason why people should be falling back on in the limitations of a game anymore especially if you're trying to charge people the same amount of money that other people are for are doing for games that giving us more you know it, it just it's crazy so while i am enjoying this game i wish that they would give it a little bit more gameplay experience enhance these graphics and give it to stunning visual people who purchase this game want to see from what they're seeing on the playstation 4 and xbox and for that ladies and gentlemen unfortunately i have to i i, I really i have to give this somewhat of a somewhat of a i, I don't want to give it a b minus because the game's still really good the voices the voice acting is great the uh, the audio is great so i'm gonna give it a solid b and it could go up from this point on if they improve the visuals that's what i'm giving this right now because i can't argue with anybody who's complaining about it it's still a really good playable game um the fact that also because it's on a switch and it's scaled down i wish they would scale allow you to scale the camera up so you could see the actual pixel i mean not the pixels but so you could see the action a little bit more uh you know give you that option so that's another thing too because it's so far out everything looks small on the handheld version and i guarantee if i put it on the, the tv mode it's gonna look crappy so you know i i'm not even gonna mess with that so right now this gets a b if it tends to get an update which it helps i know it's not gonna do help the one stroke strike attack thing that's there's nothing i can do about that but other than that you know and, and i like the the shard attacks and everything too but at the core you gotta work you're gonna be using the one strike attacks all the time and it just looks like this person is killing everybody with one strike no it, it just doesn't seem real you know logical so this gets a solid being to further notice and that's pretty much right it. it's if you like the game if you want it on the go definitely get it but do expect some visual limitations to it at this time so folks that will do it for this edition of select start thank you guys so very much i will be back on sunday to cover what i don't know there's a lot of things coming out so we will find out when we get to that point but after that i will be on a break for the week because it's fourth of july week so there's going to be a lot going on it's going to be a lot going on the entire you know week i mean um actually no that's not true i'm not going to be off because spider-man far from home comes out next week and you know what since we're going to do that we're going to look back. That's what we're going to do Sunday. We're going to look back at the top five Spider-Man movies to date. I want to say of all time, to date. So that's every Spider-Man movie that's come out, including uh, 
Into the Spider-Verse, which, by the way, is officially on Netflix right now, so go out of your way to check it out there as well. If you haven't seen it yet, and you're on Netflix, now's your time to check it out and find out why it got an Oscar. So, it's, you know, it's going to be debatable, but we're going to find out which is the best Spider-Man movie of them all so far. And then Spider-Man Far From Home comes out next week. We already heard some great things about it. And we're going to review it. I'm going to be with some of our ACMG Facebook, um, Facebook group out there. We're going to go offline to go see this movie. And um, we're going to check it out. And again, upon the recent discussions I had with people and talks, I got some big news coming. I got some big news. That's all I'm going to say. If I say anything outside of that, it's going to... I, I'm going to treat this like this is an NDA, a non-disclosed, you know, agreement. When it is announced, I will announce it as well, and everything is going to be awesome. <laughs> so stay tuned for that. Please, people, keep supporting us. Check us out on TalkTimeLive.com, on iTunes, on Stitcher, Google Play, and anywhere else you can find Talk Time Live. Check us out. Trust me, we're going to keep it going and keep it growing. And trust me, this summer is going to be hot. Trust me. So, folks, this is Dax Xavier Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out of here. Talk to you guys Sunday. Take care, true believers. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.